This show is about sexual awareness and contains language which is meant for above 18s. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of The Orgasm Coach. I am your host Michael Charming and I am ready. What about you who are listening to this? Are you ready friends? Are you ready to turn on your life and amplify your orgasm because it's time. It's time to increase your happiness. It's time to have more pleasure and experience those juicy, nourishing and expansive orgasms because it's time. It's time to deepen your relationship, your connection and get your desires fulfilled. If you are ready to let go of shame and take the next step, if you are ready to take your relationship and sex to the next level, if you are ready to have more connection, intimacy and abundance of love, then it's time to amplify it with the Orgasm Coach. Hello dear listeners our today's guest is a very interesting person I've got to know her recently and the more I get to know her the more I find her very very interesting her name is Jordan Dinell she is a physician assistant a women's sexual health educator and an intimacy coach she is the founder of the vaginas vulvas and vibrators podcast do check out her podcast it has got a lot of amazing experiences skills and tips Her goal is to raise awareness about conditions, sexual intimacy and relationship questions that specifically affect women. She wants to help normalize women's health and create a safe space for women to feel validated. She has been featured in Cosmopolitan magazine and on multiple podcasts. In today's episode we will get to find out a lot more about vaginas, vulvas and vibrators including one of the very basic and yet very important question what's the difference between vagina and vulva we will get to know what are the best lubes to use for sex including anal sex what are a couple of tips that could be useful for dating for both women and men do all women like anal how can women deal with the emotional void that's gets created as a result of the use of vibrators she's launching her course manifest your man which is about reclaiming the confidence in and out of the bedroom so we we'll get to find a lot more without further ado let's welcome jordan <laughs> Hi Jordan. Hello. How are you doing today? I am doing absolutely amazing and I have been looking for this episode. You have been on our podcast The Orgasm Coach earlier where you shared a lot about your personal experiences. Today I'm going to get to know more from a slightly different angle, which is more about your professional experience and what kind of issues do people have and how do you help them with their problems. So, yeah, a different angle, different take. Uh, welcome again on the podcast. Yes, thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Are you planning to launch a course pretty much soon? Could you tell a little bit I about am. the course first? Yes, so I am launching a course here coming up called Manifest Your Man. It is a 6-week program to reclaiming your confidence in and out of the bedroom. And I am really looking forward to that. It's primarily for single women who are interested in doing the work for getting ready to be in a committed relationship. And what would it involve from a uh, women's side um, when they come on the course? How long is the course and how are they going to get benefit from it? 
Yeah, so it is a six-week group coaching program. There is some one-on-one coaching involved as well, a lot of worksheets, meditations, journaling, and we start with learning about yourself and discovering yourself and then learning about your desires, learning how to communicate your desires and putting it all together by discovering really what you're looking for in a partner as well. So it's going to be super fun. It's it's the work that I have done to uh-huh. prepare myself to be ready for a relationship as well. Right. Uh, I think uh, I was reading the article a couple of days ago and they said, uh, the statistics statistics shows, you know, COVID has been, of course, quite uh, problematic for a lot of people, including singles and couples. And now people are ready to get on with their life and are ready to go out on dating. So uh, definitely a great place for men to men where they can be, where they're going to find these women, you know, who know what they're looking for. And women can start approaching men as well. You know, in, in the past, it's always men who actually go out and date. And I think with, there's a slight change in the trend that's happening. And it feels good, good to me as a man to be able to just hear that women are actually now willing to take and take a step forward and ask the man out, unlike the traditional ways. So thank you for empowering women from this angle. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right. Like women are ready to date. We've been locked up for a while now and we're, we're ready to start dating. And I think a lot of women are becoming more woke as far as they need to work on themselves mm-hmm. before they can really obtain the love from somebody else. Right. I mean, that applies to both the genders, but definitely there's been a lot of repression and conditioning on the female side. So having that sort of feeling that sort of, I mean, I personally, when I have my partner having that sort of liberty and she can just come and speak to me about what she wants directly, it feels so good to me. I know then what she's looking for, you know, and then I can say yes, no, or make efforts to to provide or come halfway through um, rather than Rather than spending a lot of my time, it's like, what do you want? <laughs> yep. And a lot of women in particular don't know what they want. Mm-hmm. And unless you do some research about yourself right. to discover that, you're not going to know. And you mm-hmm. can't share something that you don't know. And people can't please you if they don't know what you don't know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You are a physician's assistant and you're also a sex educator. Could you tell us a little bit about your background in terms of how you got there and what are you currently doing apart from creating this course for women? Yeah, so how I got here was kind of a long story. It started back when I was in middle school, high school. I was the girlfriend that all of my friends went to to ask about period problems, birth control, plan B, weird things that were happening, discharge. They all came to me. And then I went to college and while I was in school, I had gone to my first peer romance party and peer romance is an in-home party planning company for women here in the States and um, a couple other countries. And at that party, I learned about orgasms, the G spot, and that there were all these tools out here to help me receive pleasure. And I was intrigued. A few years go by, I decide that I want to start selling that mostly because I was just in love with the stuff and wanted more stuff for myself. And by getting involved in that, I was able to really learn more about the woman's body, pleasure, and discover a lot of things that I was already interested in. And then Uh I went to PA school, which a physician assistant, that is 
a medical program where I diagnose and treat patients. It is somebody who works underneath a doctor, ultimately. So like more like yeah. a general practitioner? Yeah, you can be general, you can be specialized. It doesn't really matter. Um, I currently work in fertility, but I have worked in family practice as well. And when I went to school, we spent a whole two weeks on women's health. And I decided that I wanted to share that information with my clients that had been following me. So I started doing weekly lives on Facebook, explaining to women how their body works, talking about pelvic organ prolapse, talking about intimacy issues, talking about fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, just things that affect women that we don't talk about. And a lot of women don't know that there's something going on with their body to even bring up to a provider because they think that this is how it's supposed to be. Pain with intercourse is normal, which if that's not, that's something to talk to your provider about, seek help from an intimacy coach. And so that's kind of where it started. And then I developed my podcast from there because I learned that women needed this information, more women than I even thought wanted this information. And so then I developed my podcast, Vaginas, Vulvas, and Vibrators. And at that point, I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this podcast, educate the ladies, help them feel less alone, more informed and aware. And next thing I know, I am getting messages in the DM asking me questions about their personal, their personal intimacy, more in-depth questions. And that led me to go down the path to becoming an intimacy coach and sexual health educator. Wow, it's uh, it's interesting how the journey find its way, and and one of the things um, of working in sexuality is that of course it's very fascinating and being able to help the clients, you being able to help them feel nourished is of course they are the most benefits and we feel good about that as coaches. But there is so much vast array of knowledge that we feel like there's always sort of learning curve that we can always. Uh, you know, educate ourselves and that just keeps it like refreshing and br bringing that knowledge. You yes. mentioned about your podcast, uh, Vaginas, Vulva and Vibrator. One of the very basic, it might be a very basic question, I, I guess, for you. But if you were to differentiate, what's the di difference between vagina and vulva? <clears throat> that is such an important question. One of the first things that I covered in the podcast, I feel like a lot of people are taught growing up that all of their lady parts, in quote, are their vagina, but that is not true. The vagina is what is penetrated during sex or intercourse and where childbirth occurs with a mm -hmm. vaginal birth. Mm -hmm. The external area is all the vulva. They are not the same thing. So the easiest way I like to explain it is to make a peace sign, put your thumb through it, and flip it upside down. Right. And you can see the external part that's all the vulva you have your mons pubis you have your labia the labia right. majora labia minora the clitoris the urethra and then the vaginal entrance which leads to the vagina and so the external anatomy is the vulva i guess it's very important for how is it important for women to feel the connection with their vulva rather than vagina I think that it's really important to know the difference and be able to identify the different parts of your anatomy so that you are able to explain 
to a partner where you like to be touched with proper terminology. You can explain to a provider when you're experiencing some type of sensation, whether it be pain or something different. I have a ton of patients that always come to me that say that their vagina feels like it's burning. Uh-huh. And that's not where it's coming from. You know, it's a UTI. Uh-huh. Their urethra is burning. But without asking, for me, I have to ask really good questions in order to get to the root of what's going on. But it's really helpful when you're able to communicate exactly where with proper terminology to share that with other people. Yes, I guess, you know, it's definitely the more aware we are, the more specific we can be. And the more specific we can be, then there's a possibility of having the right support available from our partner uh, who might not even know anything about it. So educating them will, will of course, be a, be a part involved. You mentioned you are an intimacy coach. What does intimacy mean? So intimacy to me is really learning about yourself and being intimate with yourself, but then also being intimate with others, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's a partner, multiple partners, whatever that looks like. But intimacy is a connection, a sexual connection with something, whether it's yourself or others. Does it always has to be a sexual connection? I, I would say that it doesn't have to be a sexual connection, but I feel like intimacy a lot of times is thought of in a sexual connection, but I have very intimate relationships with my good girlfriends that are not sexual as well. From what I then get a sense is that intimacy is something where you have some sort of connection either with yourself or with your friends or with your partner where you can share every single part or every single thought or story uh, without thinking, I guess, that you will be judged. And of course, if it's with a partner, then as you mentioned that the sexual intimacy, then all there's a any sort of intimacy can lead to sexual intimacy. And it's important that we we focus on other respects and, and not just um, a sexual one, because a lot of men can really tend to just go straight in. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think being able to feel safe and vulnerable in that space mm-hmm. is also really important. Mm-hmm. For women to feel arousal, is it important for them to feel wet? No. So there is such a misconception with that in that if a woman is not well lubricated, she is not interested in sex. And that is absolutely not true. That is called arousal non-concordance, where the mind and the body may not be on the same page. The mind may be in it, but the body may not be producing any natural secretions or vice versa. The body Uh is producing a lot of natural secretions, but the mind isn't in it and is actually not interested in intimacy or sex or intercourse. Right. Okay. So, wow. Um, So what you're saying is that if a woman isn't wet, that does not that does not necessarily mean she isn't aroused, because Correct. her mind could be completely aroused. She could be, you know, we talk about the libidos, etc. So she could be feeling all of that in her mind, and and likewise, her mind might not be aroused, but she could be feeling wet. Um, and of course, that means there is a misalignment, uh, and we would want the state where she's actually feeling aroused in the mind and also wet. Then that's like the the most go-to stage, right? <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, that's where really listening to what your partner is saying is so important 
and listening to their words. If they're telling you that they're aroused and they're, they're ready, listen to that versus if they're telling you, I am not interested in having sex and yet they're, they're wet. That doesn't mean that like, listen to what they're telling you. That is what's most important. Right. I mean, it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense when I really put this into this kind of a difference, because there have been in the past many years ago uh, where my partners would say, hey, I'm ready. Come and let's have sex. And we are actually ready at a physical level. But I don't see any sort of her vagina isn't that isn't wet or she's she's not that fully inviting but on the other hand she has communicated to me that i'm ready so i'm like then i have to kind of not necessarily force but play around a little bit more so that she can her her vagina and pussy can kind of allow me to enter but now i now for this difference is not really being given to us so we wouldn't really know especially when you go into relationships yep Lube, um, what would you say? What's the use of the lube? How does that help uh, when somebody is aroused but not necessarily wet? I'm so glad you brought that up because lubricant is so important. My girl, Rachel Main, always says lube is life, and it is. 80% of women prefer intercourse with a lubricant, even if they are producing their own natural secretions uh-huh. because they don't last. The natural vaginal lubrication does not last. And using a lubricant can make it way more comfortable and safe because what happens is the vaginal canal can get micro tears and that can invite infections like bacterial vaginosis, yeast infections, things like that. Uh So using a lubricant is definitely important. I highly recommend a water-based pH balanced lubricant. And is there one that you love that you can get over there? Well, I don't um, really use lubricant uh, with my partners because I wait until they are fully like wet in that sense. Um, they might say, oh, I am feeling aroused, but I wouldn't necessarily penetrate until they're open. Um, I might caress them in a different ways. Um, but I guess a lot of men might not be want to, uh, you know, wait until that long. And and um, in the past, I have used lubricant. It doesn't necessarily make it easier. So I think it'll be good for good as a recommendation if you have any for, for those men or, or yeah. for women. My favorite that I recommend is Pure Romances, Just Like Me. Uh-huh. And pH balance, water-based, and it's unscented. I recommend it to all of my patients that are having pain with intercourse, recurrent UTIs or bacterial vaginosis. I recommend using a lubricant regularly just to help balance that natural vaginal flora. The key thing, I did a whole episode about lubricants, but when it comes to picking out a lubricant, you want to make sure that you know what the ingredients are. And a lot of the over over the counter lubricants contain estrogen byproducts. Um, there is antifreeze, uh, uh-huh. spermicide, which can be an irritant. So you really want to make sure that the lubricants that you are getting are free of all of that and safe for your body. Right. So Pure Romance is the product, and you say that actually it doesn't have any of these things, and it's more beneficial. Um, for for women's body. Yes. And what could be a couple of reasons why um, women might not, uh, you know, have have the lubrication within their own body? So one of the big reasons is going to be changes in hormonal levels. Uh So that can be throughout the different cycles of the month. So whether you're menstruating 
um, in your follicular phase, your ovulatory phase, or your luteal phase, that can vary. Pregnancy, menopause, that can all affect your hormones and affect your natural secretions. Um, medications can really affect that as well. So birth control, antihistamines, those don't just dry up your face, they dry up your whole body. And there's so many things that can impact it. That's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. I mean, I, I would say in that case, I'm, I've been quite lucky, um, especially with my previous partner, um, that she needed, you know, different different people have different, uh, what we call the love language. Different people get turned on by different things. And uh, my partner, she would get turned on by, by a touch or by a whisper of a few words. And that would basically send her into all this turn on and feeling that ready. So that's one of the reasons why I've not really used lubricant, but I guess uh, different people might have a different ways. And it's important to keep these things handy, but want to make sure Absolutely. that we want to want to keep the right product because at the end of the day, it's our body, right? Yep. Yep. I highly recommend everybody have a good lubricant that they can count on in their bedside drawer. <laughs> Because that's, that's the last thing we would want, that you're all ready. And then like you're searching, I was like, where is that gone? <laughs> exactly. You put it up, but you forget where you put it. Because that's, yeah. that's what I would do. <laughs> you have to put it right by where where it's easy reach. Even you can close your eyes and you can just, just access it. <laughs> exactly. We will be right back. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you're enjoying this show so far. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com or look out for The Orgasm Coach. Um, do connect with us on Instagram. It's mc.theorgasmcoach. If you're interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm, which is the book page on my website for more insights. This book is for both women and men and offer practical tips which can be applied in day-to-day life, whether you're alone or with your partner. If you're interested in learning about desires, want to let go of shame, have an emotional release, or want to take your relationship to the next level, then do check out the courses on the website, michaelcharming.com. If you have any questions or for confidential conversations, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. And just on the side note, if you are interested in politics, if you have been someone who has experienced disconnection and conflicts from friends, families or even strangers due to conversations relating to politics, then do check out my book, What's Your Fucking Opinion? It's a self-help book that will allow you to understand the reasons why each of us behave differently whenever politics is mentioned and how we can avoid conflicts from happening. Visit the book page on my website for more information. If you ever expect to sit down with your friends or have a holiday dinner together with your family without considering a bloodshed, then you must read this book. Now back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. We were talking about dating earlier, you know, that women, that through your course, um, they'll be able to learn a lot of things that will help them to feel, be ready to go out and date and ask for what they want. Um, what are a couple of things or a couple of tips that you would suggest um, um, for dating both for women and men? I think a couple of things that I would really encourage learning is what are you really looking for in a partner? What qualities do they have? What values do they have? What morals do they have? Do you want somebody who smokes, somebody who doesn't smoke? Getting really, really clear on what they have and what they don't have. So what do you want them not to bring to the table either? Do you want them not to have children? And that's a deal breaker for you. But knowing exactly what you're looking for is key. Mm -hmm. And that applies to men as well? Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. I guess it's also, I'm not sure, but I, my, my sense of feeling is that it's not always possible to find the person who would match on a lot of things that you would like. How can people go around navigating? Because if you're not able to find um, that exact person with, that ticks up all the boxes, uh, what alternative do, do we have then in that case? Yeah, I think knowing exactly what your must-haves are and what your absolute no's are, and then the others in between, these are what I would like to have in a partner, but in the event that they don't have this, I'm willing to negotiate some. And being able to kind of find that balance, like what are some things you're willing to negotiate on and kind of go from there. Right, okay. So what you're saying is that of all the lists you have, there are something which are, which are very core, like which needs to be met. Like th- there are no discussions about it. And then there are some where there could be a bit of a flexibility in terms of like, okay, you might not get exactly, but I'm willing to compromise. So uh, yep. what's important is that when somebody's preparing that list is to be able to also kind of split them in terms of what are the must have versus it's okay to have versus I don't even care about even whether whether that person has or not. Exactly. Are you dating currently? I'm I'm in this phase where I'm actually not actively dating, but if something were to show up on my doorstep, I wouldn't necessarily turn it down either. Uh-huh. Um, so it's I'm just kind of working on myself still. <laughs> Would you mind if I just ask a quick question? What are your two or three must haves? Yes. So one of my must-haves is an active lifestyle. That Mm -hmm. is really important to me because I live an active lifestyle. I go to the gym regularly. I want my partner to also be going to the gym. That doesn't mean that we need to be power lifters, bodybuilders, perfectly fit, but I want to be able to go for a hike. I want to live a long life. And that's important that my partner also values that, which also includes healthy nutrition. And um kind of pays attention to that. Another um, really important thing for me, let me pull up my list. I actually have a whole list of my husband qualities. <laughs> I used to do that for myself, but I haven't done that for a long time. Um, I think I should spend some time and create that list as well. Because unless until we have that kind of a avatar created in our mind, we are not really sure. And then the, if you're sending our request to the universe, like, what do you, what do you want? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Another really important priority for me is somebody who travels. And I want them to be traveling without me because that's an important part of my lifestyle as well. And so if they are just desiring to travel, but not actively doing that, that's not really something that I am interested in, because it's it's a totally different lifestyle. And until you explore that, you Uh don't know what that's like. Another really important thing is, um, I have some really funny things in here, but being a self-starter and motivated by themselves. Right. I am here to support you 100%, but I need you to be motivated to want to do your own things yourself. Yeah, this happens. I mean, um, this is quite normal in a relationship that one partner isn't that motivated or they are motivated motivated initially when they get into the dating scene and they start dating. But somewhere along the line, that motivation dies out. And I think that, um, one of the reasons of why relationships lose a spark is because the person isn't doing the things that attracted the other person in the first place. 
So it's very important to continue keep, even when we get comfortable in a relationship and it's going, we are going deep enough, it's still important that uh, knowing that two people are still individual and they need to have their own things, own hobbies, own passions that they like. Of course, we can share with each other, but it's still important to have their own things that they want, own purpose in life. Yeah. And a lot of these that I have on my list, I got from failed situationships and dating. And I learned this is something that's really important to me that I didn't necessarily know before, mm-hmm. whether I learned it because they had that quality or did not have that quality. Right. Intimacy. We talked about intimacy. Um, what are two or three issues that women come to you and you say, oh, this is where you have a problem with an intimacy or these are the, uh, that this is the area that you need to look at. How do you identify? I think the common things that I see are not knowing what you want and not knowing what's available for pleasure mm-hmm. out there. And I help women really get clear on what, what they do want. The other thing that I see is that a lot of dissociation and not being present in the moment when they are being intimate and learning to work through that can be um, really helpful. And that's something that I personally have struggled with, which is why I feel like I'm able to really connect with women who experience that as well. And how can women be present? I mean, when I speak to a lot of women, they say that they want men presence and attentive. So you're mentioning that there are times there are women who, when they get into that kind of physical space, suddenly they're not fully present. So what can they do uh, um, to become present? And what can men, their partner do to help them support during that time? Especially, you know, when, when we are having sex and that's the last thing we want to do is to stop everything and like talk about, hey, you're not present. So what can be done? I find that it's not something that you're going to fix overnight. It takes a lot of practice. For uh-huh. me, what I have done is meditating and self-pleasure meditations and really focus on what I'm feeling and continuing to do this so that I get practice at staying present with what is actually happening in my body at that moment and the sensations that I'm feeling. And then eventually going to use that with a partner and remembering like when your mind starts to wander, coming back. And retraining, like by doing it by yourself initially, you're able to start training your body to do that and come back to being present. So then when you get with a partner, you've you've got some trained skills to use. However, at the same time, it's a new experience. And I think one really important thing to do with a partner is breathing together can Mm -hmm. help you be together in the moment as well. And a partner that really... For me, a partner that is really invested in making sure that I'm present is helpful as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, as a man, it would definitely pay us if our partner is present because then she can name and tell us where she is, you know, what she's feeling, uh, which will then allow us to be more intimate with intimate with each other and not have her feel for example, if we ejaculate, right? So not have her feel that we have sort of used her body uh, just because there wasn't any that connection during that part of the sex. So exactly. I think it's definitely, it's, it's a very rewarding for us men to be um, very, very aware and know 
that when is she she's not present and then we can call her out in a in a good loving and supporting way yep exactly and it it makes a huge difference for me mhm mhm um we talked about vulva earlier we talked about vagina um besides clitoris are there any other parts within the vulva that women can actually feel pleasure and if so how you can achieve pleasure in all areas of your vulva and your body and it doesn't it's not just limited to your vulva um so when it comes to the vulva the clitoris yes is very important some women really enjoy their labia being stimulated whether uh-huh. that's with a vibrator fingers touch whatever the g spot is another area inside of the vaginal canal that some women find very pleasurable as well and the best way to explain how to find that is insert your fingers into your vaginal canal and do a come hither motion right kind of towards your belly button and you might notice an area with a little bit of different texture that is where the g spot area is located and for other women anal penetration can be very stimulating as well because the clitoris you only see the tip of it but yep. it actually is like a wishbone and can be stimulated through the vaginal canal and the anal canal as well do all women like anal sex or how do we like what is there any criteria to know whether what kind of women would like anal sex um you can't walk down the street and look at them and know i can tell you that <laughs> but um you know some women are open to trying it and some women love it some women hate it some women are not open to trying it and the only way you know is by asking and um i think it just it really depends everybody's very different and i think that there is some stigma behind anal intercourse anal sex that some women don't want to do it because of the stigma behind it but it just depends every woman's different and women who are very very resistant who have never tried something like this um what sort of conversation should a man be having well really find out why are they interested in trying it step 1 do they want to try it or not if they don't why not uh-huh. if they do what questions do they have what can i do to make you feel safe what would you like this to look like questions like that could be really helpful right wow um yeah no i think it's uh, i i personally think that everybody should try anything relating to sexuality but of course that's me and um, everybody has to decide and judge where they are whether they also have a right support network and have an experience and then decide whether that is something for you or not but uh, for yeah. me I, i love anal sex you know <laughs> yeah um, i am i'm team try it at least once and then if you didn't like it try it again to make sure that it wasn't just that one time experience that that's my opinion give everything and, a try at least once or twice and would you suggest any sort of um lubrication for anal sex yes. mm-hmm. when it comes to anal sex the anal cavity does not lubricate itself so using a lubricant is super important you want to use a silicone based lubricant or an oil based lubricant cuz they don't get absorbed into the skin like uh-huh. a water-based lubricant. And that's key for that being successful for you. Right. Okay. So when the women is having a vaginal penetration, then it's important to use a water-based, but when they are having a anal penetration, then it's important to use a silicone-based or, or or an oil-based. Um and would your recommendation still be the same, which is a pure romance for the same? Do they make 
they do have a really wonderful product. So they have the Just Like Me that's water-based. Then you have Pure Pleasure, which is silicone-based. They do have a variety of different types of lubricants that are great for both. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to um, have a look, um, at least have it into my stock, into my next to the bedroom, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> at least make a habit. <laughs> Give it a try. See, I, I would be intrigued to see what your opinion is after you try vaginal intercourse with a lubricant. With a lubricant. I mean, normally I tend to use um, the oil, um, but, uh, but lubricant is something um, I've not touched for years. But, but I've used them in the past. But when I say past, I'm talking about eight, eight nine years ago. And what I remember is different lubricants have got different sensations. They could be like you can add a different kind of flavor. You can add a different kind of sensation. I'm not sure from a body perspective they were good or not, but at least from a from a feeling perspective, they used to give that different um, tingling or differing like all over the body feeling for me and for my partner. Um, but that's many many years ago, and um, yeah, I will definitely look out on the Pure Romance, and um, you know if they are good products, um, definitely as a, use as a good recommendation for for my clients and other people. Absolutely yes, and I can I can send you a link for it too. Awesome. Vaginas, vulvas, vibrators. We talk about vaginas, we talk about vulvas, but we've not spoken about vibrators. What's your view about vibrators? Um, everyone should have one. Any particular type? So when it comes to picking a vibrator, it really comes to down to what do you like? What types of sensations do you like? Do you like clitoral stimulation? Do you like vaginal stimulation? Are you wanting to try something different? Uh-huh. And it just kind of comes down to personal preference for most women, because 80% of women need clitoral stimulation in order to achieve orgasm. Most women are going to prefer a clitoral toy. However, it's really up to like what kind of experience you're looking to have. If this is your first toy, you may want to go clitoral. If you're adding to your collection, you may be looking for a different type of sensation as well, a different type of stimulation. And should we be using more power or less power? I mean, given that clitor clit is a very sensitive spot, does it matter in terms of uh, intensity? Yeah, it doesn't matter. I Whatever feels good for you mm-hmm. is okay. Mm-hmm. I saw a meme the other day. I don't know if you saw this, um, but it was about the Morse code setting. You know how some vibrators do the on-off, on-off right. <laughs> in some sort of rhythm. Um but whatever sensation works for you, whether it's Morse code or the the light vibration or the heavier vibration or more intense vibration. Okay. And should we should a woman allow herself to be over the top through vibrators? So what I mean by that is um, when she's feeling the sensations where it's like really getting too much, should she keep on keep the same intensity or increase the intensity, or should she actually reduce and just feel that into her body? It really depends on what her goals are, I would say. Uh-huh. And there's no reason why you couldn't continue using that same setting if that's what feels good for you. If you want to maybe play with edging a little bit, you could go to where you're almost about to orgasm, back down on the speed, go back up, back down. You could use that to play with edging um, with yourself as well. And can couple use vibrators um during their connection? Is that something recommended? Yes. 
Yes, I highly recommend using vibrators with a partner as well. It can really help women orgasm with their partner because penetration usually doesn't stimulate the clitoris. And because women need that clitoral stimulation, using a vibrator for the clitoral stimulation can be helpful, but highly encourage it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And what would you say um, in terms of emotional connection? Uh, we know that women, that women uh, desire emotional connection with their partner, but using a sex toy, which is more like a mechanical, more physical, wouldn't that cause a kind of misalignment or wouldn't that cause a big kind of a gap within them that they are, they're getting that a physical need mad, but there's a whole emotional void that has been created? I think that's a really good thing to bring up in that toys don't replace partners Uh and toys are an addition to our menu of pleasure. And so we're not getting that emotional fulfillment from a toy. We still desire that from Uh a partner and there is room for both. Right. Okay. So it's not, it's not, so not to use uh, the toys as a replacement of the, the men per se, or the your partner, but more as a kind of like a complimentary thing. Exactly. Um, what would you say about the robots, the male robots? We're going into an AI, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of women are using, um, men definitely use a lot of what you call the sex robots, the female have you heard anything about in that regard, um, whether men, whether women should also use or have it by their side or they can hug and cuddle if they don't have a partner? Or is that something we should not be doing that because that's going on to the wrong direction? I have never heard of this before. So this is totally new to me. Um, my thought process would be, honestly, it, it's a machine. And so for some people, they may desire a relationship with an object. Uh And I think that that may be beneficial for some who that is what they're looking for. But I don't think that it's going to fill that emotional connection still. Uh uh You have this amazing knowledge based on your experience as a physician assistant. And you provide this coaching to women based on your own experiences again. Um, and your clients, um, and now you're creating a course. What's what's the next thing you're looking at? So I am looking at putting retreats together. I'm starting in the States, but I would expect that to become some traveling retreats as well, because that's where one of my passions is. And continuing to offer coaching and more courses for women. I actually am in the process of writing a book as well about my oh, wow. dating experiences. Mm-hmm. I've, I've started it, but it's it's a slow start. But I just need a weekend to sit down and work on it. But um, it's a sh- collection of short stories about all the men in my life and what I learned from each of them. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. When When is there any expected timeline? Because I'm really looking forward to that one. <laughs> um, there is zero expected timeline. I would probably say six months to a year. Uh-huh. Um, it'll probably take me six months to write it. Then I got to edit it and all of that. Uh-huh. So I would say about six months to a year, but we'll see how the fall shakes out. And uh-huh. and, and you mentioned about the tre- retreats. Um, is there anything specific? Like what, what are you intending to teach um, within those retreats? What kind of retreat would that look like? 
So my retreat um, coming up in February is going to be a women's retreat where they discover more about themselves. Uh But then also I have a girlfriend joining me to talk about um, blowjobs, handjobs, prostate play, tantric massage, and kind of incorporating all of that so that they can offer more for their partner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, blue job is definitely one of the very hot topics, I would say, uh, because a lot of men desire that kind of sexual activity from their partner. And uh, women can have a lot of resistance or aversion to it. So um, I think it's, a, it's an important area to, to, um, to look into. It really is. And I think a lot of women want to learn how to give better blowjobs. Uh-huh. And this ultimately is going to be their opportunity to learn those skills. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> well, men would be happy afterwards. <laughs> yes. Yes, they will. <laughs> Could oh, wow. you imagine a partner coming to you and she's got all these hand job, blow job, prostate plate techniques in I, her back I'm like the most luckiest man then. <laughs> Yes. And she knows what she wants. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you have, you have like sorted my life out. Now tell me, how can I help you? (laughs) I love this. Definitely takes a whole relationship to a very, very different level. I mean, I would say it's, it's a a dream for a lot of men to have women like that. Yes. I've, I've talked to a lot of men and that is, they tell me they're looking for a partner who, wants to give them blowjobs and not all women want to, or they don't necessarily feel confident in doing it. So they don't try. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. We'll look forward to, I'm sure you'll be sharing that on your Instagram. Um, What's your Instagram handle? Yeah. You can find me at Jordan Donnell, J-O-R-D-A-N-D-N-E-L-L-E. And then my podcast, Vaginas, Vulvas and Vibrators. Beautiful. Wow. Thank you so much for being on the show. We will be moving to the rapid fire round question. Uh, but do you have any last thoughts before we do that? Nothing comes to mind right away. Okay. Then does that mean are you ready for then? For... I think I'm ready for you. Oh boy. <laughs> A little nervous now. <laughs> That's going to be very easy questions. Um, what's your best, what's your ideal date? My ideal date would be on the beach with some food and a picnic blanket watching a sunset. What's your favorite movie and why? Favorite movie, Save the Last Dance, because I love dance. And that is, I've always loved that movie. And it's an interracial couple and I'm attracted to um, black men. So, Your favorite destination or where you would like to go and, and travel? Greece is on my list. Why? Because it just looks so beautiful. The crystal blue water with the white buildings. It just looks so beautiful. Your favorite sexual position? Me on top. (laughs) And your favorite hobby? My favorite hobby is working out. Working out, you mean like in the gym? Yeah, lifting weights. Okay, wow. So... Those were the five rapid fire questions. I told you they were quite easy, wasn't that? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just to build up the intensity a little, but then keeping it nice and friendly. 
<laughs> I love it. Wow. Um, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, it's always a pleasure to, to have you um, share your experiences, your knowledge, and also just to know what you're doing. It's, it's, I'm, I'm sure I'll, uh, I'll look forward to the day when we actually meet in person. Um, but it's always a pleasure to have you yes. on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you reaching out. So, mm-hmm. And um, about the course, how can people join the course? It's through yes. your website? Yep, you can go to my website or go to manifest.jordandanelle.com and that'll take you right there. Perfect. I'll look forward to speaking again on another topic um, in yes. future. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show. For more shows, visit podcast The Orgasm Coach or michaelcharming.com. If you like the show, I would be so grateful if you can leave some stars and recommend it to your friends or to someone whom you think this show will benefit. Let us know what you think, which topic would you like to hear in future or give us your feedback by dropping us an email at coach at michaelcharming.com. Do connect us, connect with us on Instagram at mc.theorgasmcoach. And just a reminder, if you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. If you're interested in politics and want to have political conversations with friends, family, or strangers without conflicts, then do check out my book on politics, What's Your Fucking Opinion? Visit the book page on my website for more information. Do check out the courses on the website, michaelcharming.com. Most importantly, if you have any questions or for any confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. Let's work together in embracing our sexuality rather than shying away, dismissing, or disconnecting from it. That's all for me for now. I'm your host, Michael Charming, and you are listening to The Orgasm Coach. See you again soon in the next show with another expert on another interesting topic. Until then, take care with lots of love. And remember, together we can and we are making a difference. Orgasms are fun. We should be having more and not less. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.